Hello and welcome to another episode of One Geek's Opinion. I'm your host, Geek Will, and I'm about to talk about a subject that many people will have varying opinions on. Something that will shake everyone's faith and trust, justice, and their fellow man. I must ask, are the Jedi as bad or worse than the Sith? I probably lost you there, I don't blame you, but allow me to explain in greater detail. In Legends, the Sith were originally Jedi, who took a much more extreme and violent approach to the Force. The Order at large objected to this ideology and a civil war within the Jedi began. The extremists were defeated and either fled or were exiled. Their travels took them to the desert world of Kordoban, in canon called Moraban, where they met the indigenous alien species, the Sith. Yes, the Sith were actually a red-skinned near-human alien race, with the prominent features being their skin and protrusions on their brow and chin. The Sith worshipped the exiled Jedi, who then decided that they would separate themselves from the Order by practicing the dark side and naming themselves as Sith. Those who attained the title of Lord would be named Darth. The Sith Order then created a code. Peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall free me. By letting their passions run rampant, the Sith gain strength in the dark side to dominate their opponents. The Code also mentions breaking chains, which seems to indicate the Sith breaking off from the Jedi Order and becoming their own establishment. Throughout history, there is a series of rise and decline with the Sith. Eventually, there came an incarnation known as the Brotherhood of Darkness. Though they relied on the dark side, they didn't take the title of Darth, as it was believed that using the title was a way of claiming superiority over others. However, it is around this time that the man who would become Darth Bane was initiated in the Brotherhood. There he learned the ways of the Dark Side, but found that they didn't go far enough. On a journey to learn more of the Dark Side and the Sith, he happened upon a Sith holocron of Darth Revan, and from the holocron's teachings, he would base the Rule of Two on what he learned, which he would implement after the destruction of the Brotherhood. We all know the Rule of Two. At any time in the galaxy, there shall be two Sith Lords, the Master, who embodies and holds power, and the Apprentice, who craves and desires power. Both Sith Lords will have the title of Darth, the title given when a Master apprentices someone else, such as when Palpatine, Darth Sidious, took Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, under his tutelage. But this isn't a look into the Sith, who are bad no matter how you paint it, but the Jedi, and to see if they are as bad, if not worse, than their dark side counterparts. If the Sith represent selfishness, the Jedi are altruistic. Anger, tranquility, vanity, humility. The Jedi have their own code. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the Force. The Jedi preached about separating yourself from your attachments, from family and loved ones, so that such bonds won't be used against you to turn you to the dark side. That is why they take children from such a young age, they are too young to actually form any substantial bonds between them and anyone else. It also explains why they initially refused to accept Anakin to the Order. He had already formed such attachments, and the negative emotions that stem from those bonds were present to the Jedi. 
This would eventually lead Anakin down the path to the dark side, where he chose his wife's safety over everything else. He loved so deeply that he would journey to hell and back if it meant he could save his wife. On a political level, the Jedi were servants of the Republic, acting as peacekeepers to ensure that large-scale conflicts didn't happen. But as you may have guessed, they failed. Big time. As in, Clone Wars big. During the Clone Wars, the Jedi acted as generals if you were a knight or a master, or as commanders if you were a Padawan. While their inclusion in the war helped prevent larger casualties in the long run, the Jedi still betrayed their first responsibility to act as peacekeepers. They themselves could have acted as diplomats to the opposite side and engaged in talks between the Republic and the Confederacy. Instead, they rushed headlong into a war that shouldn't have happened that they were manipulated into fighting. But the war could have prevented well before that, in large part because they were warned by one of their own that a Sith Lord had emerged. In The Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon Jinn told the Jedi Council that he encountered someone who resembled a Sith Lord. And in the words of Ki-Adi Mundi, Impossible. The Sith have been extinct for a millennium. To which, Mace Windu agrees with him, showing skepticism over the Sith returning. My first question is, why would it be impossible for there to be a Sith Lord? What is the basis for this claim? Show us your work, Mundi. You have two additional witnesses who can corroborate this claim. The Jedi Council on a whole was quick to write up the claim that a Sith Lord had appeared, and why? Most likely, because of decadence. As Ki-Adi Mundi claimed, it had been a millennium since a Sith Lord was encountered. In all that time, all the Jedi did, at least, was break up spats between two parties and basically act as heroes for hire, only without being paid for it. And seeing as they received intel from a Jedi Master, the least they could have done was meditate on it and see if they felt a disturbance in the Force. In Attack of the Clones, Episode 2, it's noted by Mace Windu that their strength in the Force is diminished. Why, you may ask? Why, in Legends, there's a simple answer. In Legends, it's mentioned that the Jedi Temple is actually built on the foundation of an ancient Sith Temple. They purify the area of the dark side, only they missed a spot. And that little dark spot corroded their ability to fully harness the Force. If they had meditated when they got the news from Qui-Gon and felt the dark ripples of the Force, they not only could have prevented the rise of the Clone Wars, but they also could have prevented the death of Qui-Gon Jinn as well. But they heard the news and said, nope, and we all know what happens next. So, decadence, as well as a sign of arrogance, seeing as how they're building the temple and foundation of an ancient Sith temple is something a Sith would do. But that's it, right? Oh, hold on now, there's something else there as well. Sloth. In the Clone Wars episode, Weapons Factory, two Padawans, Ahsoka Tano and Beerus Afi, are trapped in a tank under rubble. Their masters. Luminara Unduli and Anakin Skywalker both approach the situation differently. Anakin wants to save them, his attachment to Ahsoka fueling his fear and grief that he may lose someone else. Luminara, however, is somewhat... indifferent. She mentions that if and when her Padawan dies, she'll mourn her passing. But she isn't really as determined as Anakin to ensure that her Padawan's death is prevented, in a sense, showing a level of indifference in the situation as well as allowing events to happen because, hey, the Force, am I right? This level of sloth 
shows that the Jedi allow themselves to be swept up into situations they felt they shouldn't interfere with or go against. This attitude is what brought on the Clone Wars. Now, here's another example of the Jedi's arrogance. They themselves believed in their own justice, that they were on the right side of the war. Certainly, the Separatists used droids to do their fighting, as well as individuals acting as generals who, let's face it, committed numerous war crimes, such as using prisoners as human shields. But the government itself, molded after the UK Parliament in opposition of the US Senate, had only the best of intentions, wanting to remove themselves from the corruption of the bureaucracy that was present in the Republic. Men and women who are politicians in name only, representatives to massive corporations and everything else. Sound familiar? And the Confederate Parliament was being deceived by Count Dooku, using carefully constructed propaganda to further besmirch the Republic. As such, the Separatists, at least in their Parliament, were victims in a cruel scheme. But the Jedi still thought the Separatists were wrong for leaving the Republic, and instead of trying to communicate with the Confederates and explain why they shouldn't listen to Count Dooku, they instead went to war, believing it to be the only way to fix this mess. Jedi Master Plo Koon is the best example of this arrogance. In the episode Lethal Trackdown, a young Boba Fett wants revenge, though in his words he wants justice for his father, Jango Fett's death. Plo Koon's response? We are justice. I love the character Plo Koon. He's a cool design and is really interesting as a character in terms of personality. But you can't get much arrogant than we are the law. It also shows how far the Jedi have fallen from their original purpose of being peacekeepers, trying to help others find a hidden solution. If more Jedi had this mindset, then there could have been situations where the wrong side would have won because the Jedi didn't have the full story and just went with their guts instead. One more point I want to make. Right before the climactic battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan says, Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. He then draws his lightsaber. It's sad that the irony is lost on Obi-Wan that what he just said and did is an absolute. He could have instead grabbed Anakin by the shoulders and told him that Padme is dying, but if we act now, she can be saved. That would have appealed to Anakin's better side and may have brought him back to the light side of the Force. But what does he do instead? He fights him. Because forget the past years we spent bonding, you're a bad guy and you gotta die. High ground! Remember a while ago I told you about the Jedi Code? There is no emotion, there is peace? Yeah, doesn't that seem like an absolute to you as well? The very fact that they describe a Sith as someone who deals in absolutes, yet have a code that is nothing but this, is the height of hypocrisy. The final verdict is that, while the Jedi had the best of intentions, the way they went about it was flawed. They became too lazy to heed the words of one of their own most prominent members. They allowed events to happen because they couldn't be bothered to intervene or put a little more thought into it. They themselves believed their own actions reflected the will of the Republic, and they didn't have enough awareness that they could see that they practiced what they claimed the Sith did. So, are the Jedi as bad, if not worse, than the Sith? No. While the Jedi Order pretty much screwed up everything they did, they only did these things with the best of intentions. They didn't want things to get as bad as it did, only getting involved when they felt they had no choice, and by then it was too late. The path was set. War had begun. And while they did prevent many disasters from happening in the war and helped many planets, in the end, they were nothing but pawns in someone else's game that they had no control over. 
simply following the flow of whatever was going on. I wanted to do this rather short episode because of the Episode 8 trailer, where at the end Luke says that it's time for the Jedi to end. Now, this can take on many things, but I'll talk about what I think this could become at a later time. Now, there's one more code I would like to recite, a code that I hope will come into canon at a later time. Episode 8, don't fail me now. There is no dark side, nor a light side. There is only the Force. I will do what I must to keep the balance. The balance is what keeps me together. There is no good without evil, but evil must not be allowed to flourish. There is passion, yet serenity. Emotion, yet peace. Chaos, yet order. I am the wielder of the flame, the protector of the balance. I am the holder of the torch, lighting the way. I am the keeper of the flame, soldier of balance. I am a guardian of balance. I am a great Jedi. Please make sure to check me out on Facebook, Twitter, my personal website, and, if you like audiobooks, why I've narrated a few that you can find on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. If you like fantasy, check out the third book in the Bounty of the Abyss series, Enemies and Allies, written by James R. Vernon. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next time for some geeky opinions.